to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And we're Otherworldly Conversations. So this week we're going to be talking about uh, Daredevil Season 2, as well as the brand new Marvel All-New, All-Different Universe book that came out. Oh, and actually, there is something else I'd like to add to the table as well. Yeah. Well, we've talked about our disappointment a little bit with Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Well, here's the great crossover of why can't they just do it like that. Did you see Supergirl and the Flash crossover? No, because CBS doesn't put their stuff on Hulu. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no. I did, and it was great. That's that's what I keep hearing, and what I want to do is next paycheck, I'll probably buy the entire season on iTunes. Okay. Daredevil Season 2, we sort of shared our thoughts you had seen it all last week. Have you done a secondary watch already? No, not yet. I've considered it, but haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Uh, it definitely did pick up a lot more after I left off, but it was also a series that I enjoyed a lot more when I wasn't giving it my full attention. Like, the first season, it earned my full attention, but this season, it dragged a lot more, so I definitely found myself moving to play Hyrule Warriors a lot. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. For me, it's like there's... Uh, I feel like a little bit too much plot or storylines going on. Yeah, yeah, I can feel that. It did have the same problem I felt like the tail end of Jessica Jones had. Where there's like two... Well, Jessica Jones felt very... Jessica Jones, I remember it feeling a lot cleaner and everything came together in a much better way. This, it felt really like you had a lot of disparate uh, elements that eventually got put back together. Yeah. I don't know, for me, I guess with Jessica Jones, there was the whole adding of Nuke into the storyline at the end, and then, like, putting in Rosario Dawson. It's just like, I feel like those were just all kind of shoehorned in there because the storyline we wrote was probably more for, like, a 10-episode season Mm -hmm. rather than a 13-episode one. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. It's more of its... And I feel like this one had the same thing of it's, like, they wrote... Roughly, like, seven episodes each worth of storyline for two completely unrelated stories. Yeah, I I can see that overall. It is weird how they are doing hand magic stuff now, because, like, that is something that they haven't dealt with a lot before. Yeah. But I I like that they're using Daredevil to introduce it, because otherwise it's a very grounded show. Agreed. Oh, speaking of making things a very grounded show, did you hear what else is going to be dark and grounded? The Tick reboot? Yes. Though, I have a feeling that's something that got really taken out of context, because it's been at I really hope so. Please tell me how grounded Chairface Chippendale and El Seed are going to be. How do you feel about Peter Serfanikwicks being the uh, new Tick? I like him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, for me, I mostly know him from more comedic things. Yeah. Because he was com- very comedic in Guardians of the Galaxy, and then he was the great British aristocrat in Parks and Recreations. Have you seen, like, Look Around You or some of the other British shows he's done? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was him, but yeah, I've seen that show. And you know what else he was? What? Darth Maul. His voice. Oh, that's cool. And he was also the voice of the Darth Vader chef in South Park. Oh, nice. Eh, less so, but yeah. Well, that was because of bad times with South Park. 
Yeah, I, I haven't watched that show in a while. It's still good. Okay. So, out of curiosity, Devin, what have you been reading recently? Like, besides the stuff that we're reading for the podcast? Um, well, I've been reading the Avengers crossover that they're doing right now, uh, the standoff at Pleasant Hill. Mm-hmm. That's been pretty good so far. Um, lots of amazing Spider-Man, any of the Spider-Man tie-ins, I have bought all of them. And all of them are really good. Uh, let's see. Oh, I just read for one of my grad school classes, Gene Luen Yang's um, American Born Chinese. Oh, yeah, that guy's been writing Superman recently. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And I heard, yeah, I heard he just got one of the new ones for the DC Rebirth. Yeah, that that is definitely something we should discuss. Well, we would discuss it if you cared more about DC and if I was able to care about stuff. I like read. I mean, like I read like what they're doing, or like other question. I at least read what the titles are. are. Are they rebooting it? They're. I don't know. Like it's not a full reboot. I think it's like just a fifty-two relaunch. reboot again. Yeah, well, they they're hitting fifty-two episodes, fifty-two months. So, well, technically less than fifty-two. Well, more than fifty-two months because they did like the. Villains month and the uh, zero month, so yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the title got canceled too for convergence. Yeah, and they are bringing back Midnighter, which is a big bummer to me. They're doing a yeah, lot of uh, a lot of people are very upset about that. Yeah, they're doing a lot of doubling down on what they have as I guess safe properties, like their sort of classic stuff or what they're doing movies for. But, like, I, I'm excited about the new Supergirl series because it's the guy who had been writing Midnighter who's going to be writing that now. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a bunch of classic and, like, more new comics. Uh, I ended up getting the first two volumes of Transformers vs. G.I. Joe. Nice. That book is just crazy art. Uh, the best description that I heard of it is it's a... Film adaptation comic for a film that never came out. So it's nice. yeah, so it's like stuff that you should that you'd normally if this was like the only way the story was being told, you'd spend like three or four pages on. It's just oh yeah, no, this happened in a page or this happened in like the corner of a splash page. Like people are dying in the background. It is a incredibly weird book to read. Uh, the other thing I've been reading is I ended up picking up the Great Darkness Saga uh, hardcover off of a friend who was clearing out some of his books. And that's like a big Legion of Superheroes collection. Uh, Legion of Superheroes are really crazy and like dense to get into. Oh, I guess that's the other thing I've been reading too. Uh, one of my friends, he lent me a bunch. I also ended up getting JLA, Welcome to the Working Week. Do you know who wrote this book, Devin? No, no. He's one of your favorite actors from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and also other TV shows and comedies. He was the star of Rata Louie. Oh, wait, was it, uh... Oh, my God. And I'm blanking on his name now, and it's making me sad. Patton Oswalt. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I can picture the P and the O, but I was like, oh, no... It's an interesting story. It's about this uh, kid who, when they end up 
like transporting all of uh, Portland, Oregon's population onto the JLA satellite to protect him from an alien threat. He ends up hiding and he basically spends a week watching the Justice League while they're working on the satellite without them like being aware of him. And it's an interesting idea, but it sort of falls apart in a few areas. Because it's like, oh, all of a sudden you have this villain who shows up out of nowhere in the last six pages. And he's not the most likable guy. But it, it's an interesting idea. I think it could be executed a bit better. Yeah. Oh, and actually, yeah. Last thing that I purchased recently. I purchased issues one and three, so I have to hunt down issue two at some point to get the middle of the story. Um, was the three-issue miniseries of The Daily Bugle, which um, it focuses solely on The Daily Bugle and all of its um, workers. Huh. And, like, Peter Parker is in it, but only as himself, never as Spider-Man. Or at least not in the first issue, anyway. Weird. And oh. it's, it's them, and it's... Um, a lot of it has to do with Ben Urich investigating um, a mob connection to a senator, and um, J. Jonah Jameson breaking into the senator. Yo, we're totally going to rat you out for what you're doing. Nice. Oh, I also ended up picking up Seven Caskets, which is a really, really weird Elseworld story where all of the Justice League sort of turns into vampires, except not. Nice. Yeah. I love Half-Price Books. Yeah, Half-Price Books is my jam. I've also been picking up a lot of Pathfinder Pawns recently, though luckily... Slash, unfortunately, slash, luckily for my wallet, I've pretty much gotten everything I need to run nice. games for a while. Yeah. Oh, I ended up picking out of the 25 cent bin at Half Price Books. I got the, oh, the entire Civil War, like, run of Spider-Man. Nice. Yeah. When he's teaching high school. Isn't that also, that was around the time that uh, What's-His-Face showed up, uh, Moreland, right? Yeah, um, it was a bit after that. More but he got his, like, actual spider webs so that they could make it more like the Tobey Maguire films. Toby. Yep. Oh, Toby. Yeah, uh, so what else, What was the other thing you are going to talk about? Well, that? I could have went way far away, way, way, way far away from Daredevil. Yeah, but, like, we didn't have too much to say about Daredevil. I really liked Wilson Fisk coming back. Those were actually, like, honestly the three best episodes of the season. Oh, yeah. Like, having him come back. That was, for me, what the big indication of a little bit of the problem was. It was, like, it's not really good when I can honestly say the three best episodes of the season or when you brought back the the villain from season one and not your current villain. Well, who would you say the current villain was? The Hand, Nobu. Yeah, but I mean, the Hand and Nobu really didn't chill up for a while, and it was more of... And then the Punisher would also be the villain. Yeah, that that ending is weird. Yeah, now let's talk, let's talk a second about hallway fight scenes. Now, the hallway fight scene in season one was amazing. Yeah, like it's... This one in season two, when I started watching it, really liked it, but the more I thought about it, it was just like... I don't know. I feel like they're going for, like, way too much flash. Yeah, like, they kept referring to it as the hallway fight scene on crack, and it's like, no, you you don't understand what made that first one good. And honestly, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know which scene was actually the best for that would be the Punisher when he was in jail. 
Yeah. When like, all the prisoners were coming down on him. That was like, actually, now was I think about that, is like that scene is by far more the highlight fight scene than the Daredevil one. Or I liked the uh, pit fight scene. Yeah, that was also good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I really liked John Bernthal as the Punisher, so it was nice to see them actually do a good job with it for a change. Yeah, and I liked actual human giant Clancy Brown as his uh, commanding officer. Yep. Yeah, oh, Mr. Fancy Krabs. Brown. What? I said, oh, Mr. Krabs. Oh, Lex Luthor. Yep. Yeah. I, I think Elodie Young, she was really good as Electra. Yeah, the accent was weird. It didn't really speak to me as being Greek, but... Well, she's also, like, French, so... Well, I thought Electra Nachos was supposed to be Greek. Well, she is. But they cast, like, a half-Asian, half-French actress, so... It is what it is, what it is, what it is. Yeah, and she did a really good job, so, I mean... Who would, you, that. who would you like to see in Season 3 of Daredevil? Stiltman! Stiltman! We keep seeing hints. He was still, his legs are still sitting there in Gladiator's workshop. Yeah. Oh, you know it'd be even better than Stiltman, though? Lady Stiltman? Nope. Who? Stilt men. Oh man. See, I just want Stilt Man as like the big bad, and then in season four, Lady Stilt Man comes up, and then at the like finale episode, Stilt Man gets busted out of jail, and there's a huge Stilt team up. Yeah, I think next season will probably just end up getting Bullseye. Yeah. Yep. Which, to be fair, I mean, he's a he's a very good villain. So, I mean, mm-hmm. as long as they do the storyline right. Probably get, like, Bullseye and then the Owl. Well, Owl's dead. The actual Owl, though. Because they alluded to his son. Or we'll get, like, either uh, Tombstone or Typhoid Mary. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, a lot of different ways that it can go. Mm Mm-hmm. And now there's rumor Punisher could get his own TV show. I don't think it would work as well. I feel like they could get it to work, just it should not be one thirteen episodes long. No, like, if they did it as, like, a six-episode thing. Yeah. Because, like, and it isn't, like, the Punisher Max storylines, I think it could work really well, but... Yeah, part of the problem is, if he keeps killing people, agent, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents would stop him. Oh, yeah. So, like, anyone would stop him. So, yeah, like, you'd either have to get him out of New York City, which I think could work. Because, yeah, if you did, like, some of the Punisher Max stuff that Innis did with, like, Barracuda, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Basically, like, pain and gain with the Punisher. Yeah. I haven't seen pain and gain, but I'm assuming that's something that people would be into. That was a bad movie. I've heard people who love it, though. And they're generally people who I, uh... Appreciate their movie opinions, so... No. No. Here, I'll just put it this way. Justin and I went to go see it, and we took Growlers with us, and were completely hammered. It was, like, during, like, our last two weeks of college. Mm Mm-hmm. An entire Growler worth of beer could not make that movie good. Ooh. Now, you know a movie I thought was really good? Hmm. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Man, I want to see that. Oh, it is really good. What I want to go see, I might go see tomorrow, is um, Hello, My Name is Doris. 
the new Sally Field movie where she hit where she has a romance with Schmidt from New Girl, and it's written by and directed by Michael Showalter. <laughs> it's like yes, I really want this in my life. It's supposed to be really good. Well, now I'm just thinking back to the scenes in uh, They Came Together, where he's like meeting with his grandma, and then he like starts like caressing her body, and then he like lifts up her skirt. She's got like a 20-year-old woman's legs and or like the uh Judge Judy. Yep. <laughs> uh that that movie is great. That movie's great. Mostly for me that movie has the huge standout highlight moment of Michael Shannon. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> much better than Zod. In the background. <laughs> <laughs> the Pikachu joke. Yeah. Yeah, that movie's great. Or Smeagol, Smeagol. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I was sure we were, we had, like, another topic to talk about. We well, do. It's the all-new guidebook we oh, got. Oh, oh, yeah. The uh, all-new, all-different-universe guidebook came out this week. And if you remember from our previous episode, when we discussed the uh, Secret War uh, Marvel Universe handbook thing, we were really disappointed with that. Because it really didn't have anything in the uh, universe. Like, nothing to do with Secret Wars or, like, any of the, like, realms they were based on. It was like, come on, guys. Like, I totally thought this is what this was for. Yeah, but this new book is neat. I mean, it has some updated uh, files for characters like Scott Lang and uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Thor. But then the, uh, my, the thing that I got this for and that Devin made me get it for is the... Uh, Battle World Guide, where it has the information on all of the universes, or all of the regions, and then the universes that they come from, with the new universe numbering. Which is neat, because they may have, uh, there's now going to be, like, a whole bunch of arguments on pointless stuff. Well, because it's, like, it's reality number instead of, like, Earth number now, for... Yeah. Since it's, like, they were technically all on the same planet... So, does that mean that we're going to have to start putting in realities instead of Earth numbers, or should we keep doing Earth numbers? I think Earth numbers is fine, with the exception... I feel like you should, you should do it when we do this. Mm-hmm. Like, when we start covering Secret Wars, then I think you should put... And specifically make reality, just so it's, like, a nice... Yeah. Indication. Just because, for me, it's, like, the Days of Future Past storyline... In Secret Wars, if we actually cover Days of Future Past, which we, I'm assuming we will, yeah, I well, think those should be two separate entries because they are two very distinct storylines. Or like the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm glad we figured this out. Yeah. I also do love, too, the fact they have included some more information on my favorite Spidey characters, some of my favorite Spidey characters, including... Female Beetle from the ever classic Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Yeah, that was... which they move an action figure for both her and Speed Demon now, which I really want to find. Most importantly, the Speed Demon one because he has the accessory of uh, Silvermane's head in the little go kart buggy. Yes, it's like yes. Well, if I end up running across yes. it, I will uh, pick it up for you, man. Oh man. Yeah, like, this book is a whole bunch of fun. 
And I'm also glad that now the, uh, where heroes dwell, or, uh, trying to blip, blip, blip. Oh, they don't have the name. Oh, where monsters dwell, like that, the, they have the entry for the Phantom Eagle that makes that series make a bit more sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think either of them are on Marvel Unlimited, because I was going to go and read them, and I was just like, oh. Yeah, because yeah. it's Warren Ellis, mature stuff, so they're a bit weird about getting that on. Oh, the other big thing that I, I find... Yeah, but at the same point, I wish they would upload the Max stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And just specifically, like, mention, hey. This is for mature readers. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like they, it's, they put up, like, what's it called, like, Uncanny X-Force. I mean, that had plenty of super mature moments. Yeah. What I was going to say is the other thing that I read that I really enjoyed is uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Oh, you read that? Yeah, yeah, I ended up buying it on uh, Amazon because, like, I couldn't read and, or I couldn't sleep. And it was like, oh, well, how much is this on Comixology? How much is it on Amazon? And, like, buying it on Amazon for the Kindle gets it on Comixology, so I got it, and... That's beautiful. That's why That's why I was like, hey, we should cover this story. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's a good thing we really did this. No, that book is phenomenal. Yeah. And he's one of the characters that they keep, like, talking about for the new Spider-Man film that they want to do a villain that hasn't been done yet, and I mm-hmm. always keep hoping that Craven is going to be their choice. What if they had Eugene Hutz from uh, Gogol Bordello play Craven? Oh, man, that would be actually a great choice. Yes. He's got... Yeah, he, he would be good. And for me, it's like, I don't necessarily think he should be the main villain of like the new Spider-Man mm-hmm. film, but I feel like they should like introduce him, make him like a good side villain, but then in like two or three movies actually do Craven's Last Hunt as your film. Mm-hmm. Because people are citing that, because I guess in the whole, like, um, Sony's email getting hacked or whatever, mm-hmm. one of the emails that was um, hacked was the fact, oh, whoever's writing the script or, like, in charge of the new Spider-Man film purchased Craven's Last Hunt off of Amazon. <laughs> Which people are citing, is like, oh, maybe they're going to do that then. It's just like, oh, that'd be cool, but you really can't do that as, like, your first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. that like, it's again the problem of like what they do with Batman and Superman for using the Dark Knight Returns is like those storylines were built off quite a bit of history between Spider-Man and Craven. He would not like have gone to like that length or anything just out of the blue. The entire point he did what he did was because well, this man has been basically tormenting me for my entire life. Yeah. Oh, I, I I'm looking forward to when we're doing that. What if? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you have stuff that you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, uh, feel free to let us know. I know next week we're going to be covering some of the Lego Avengers expansion stuff. Devin's gotten to play that so far. I have not. So I am looking forward to that. It's and, really quick. Oh. That's the only thing I'll take away from it is that you will not take long to play it. Well, it was also like 10 bucks for the season pass, though. So. Oh, yeah, and like you get like 60 two plus characters what I read online so mm-hmm. yeah so I'm uh, if it gets me to play a bit more I am fine with that 
And I'll get to be a gloating asshole when we cover it, too, because I will have gotten the Ant-Man DLC because I have it for the PlayStation 4 and we get it three months earlier than everyone else. You can't see Devin dancing right now and you can't see the look of pure loathing on my face. True. Well, uh, Multiverse Q is a weekly podcast. Uh, Otherworldly Conversations is a semi-regular bonus feature. You can find Devin online at on the Twitter at at Fett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And you can find Luke at, at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. You can find out more about the podcast on our website at multiversalq.com. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.